Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents And One, a weekly podcast about the National Basketball Association, keeping you up to date with professional basketball players, games, and headlines across the league. Here are your hosts, Aiden Doherty and Aiden Butler. Welcome back to the And One Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4. Your two-hoster here. Butler and Doc, and we're also joined by Kareem Galee of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. We're going to go ahead and dive straight into things. It was a packed night last night uh, around the association. Almost every team, almost every team in uh, action is from east to west. We're going to start in the east, though, take a look at, take a look, excuse me, at uh, some of these games. Uh, probably one of the biggest, well, yeah, definitely the biggest surprise of the night the Sixers and Cavs. Sixers go into Cleveland and they end up getting by. At the end there, got a little chip. They got a little close at the end there, but they kind of had control the entire game for the most part. And then they end up getting the win, one twenty three to one twenty one. Doc, I'll start with you. Mm. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was not expecting, it. especially the way the Cavs have been playing basketball recently. Yeah. I thought they were pretty much unstoppable until they met a stronger foe. But the Sixers were able to do it, and it was. The new guy that pretty much held down the fort when it came down to it, Buddy Heald had a day. Yeah, Buddy Heald, I mean, in the past couple of years of his career, he's just been that spot-up shooter. And then in this game, I mean, I'm watching it, and this guy is dribbling. This guy's playmaking. And I'm like, have his previous coaches just kind of kept him in a box? Like, has this always been there, or is it, is it a fluke? I mean, mm. obviously we know a lot of guys in the NBA can dribble and – you know, especially in a short amount of games. But the way he was dribbling, he was finishing. He had like a, a layup over Jared Allen with the left hand off the top of the glass, and it dropped. I mean, he did everything uh, for the Sixers last night. He ended up fouling out as well, though, sadly. And they almost blew uh, like a nine-point lead in a minute. Yeah. But uh, Buddy Hill, 24 points, four rebounds, eight assists. And then you also got to give a shout-out to Kelly Oubre Jr., who hit a little bit of a you know a wall uh, come after he came back from that injury. You know, he was struggling a little bit. And then recently, I think in his last, like, maybe 15 games now, you know, he's looked back to what we saw pre-injury. And last night he had 24 points, you know, three rebounds, one assist. He's, he's not going to get many rebounds and assists. He's more of those He's one of those pure scorers. And then, you know, Tyrese Maxey, uh, he, he played well. Um, he's starting to figure it out without Embiid. He's now the guy, you know, and, and I think that takes some adjusting to. Um, but – also, just shout out to all the role players. I mean, Ricky Council played well. KJ uh, Martin, yeah, KJ, dude, KJ yeah. Martin. I mean, he had a couple couple layups that were tough. Uh, five of five from the field, ten points, eight rebounds. Campaign. I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, this looks like the Suns campaign that that we yeah. once saw. Um, again, he's not uber efficient, but you know, he gets buckets and he's good at creating the offense because of his quickness and. Hey, they played well. I mean, watching that game, uh, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley were kind of killing them on uh, like the vertical spacing of you know being able to catch lobs and stuff. But and that Donovan Mitchell was doing his thing. But the fact that this Sixers team was the team to beat the Cavs at one sixteen of their last seventeen is, is crazy. Uh, definitely was not uh, expecting that at all. Uh, during while I was watching the game, now during that, uh, I was so glad to see Ricky Council finally get the type of minutes that. You know, I would like him to see now. Of course, once Tobias, uh, D'Anthony Melton, once those two comes back, once those two come back, his minutes will obviously drop uh, a good amount. Not he won't be getting 21 tonight, but it'll still. But he should still be out there on the court uh, at the end of the day. His size, he just seems so. He doesn't seem like 
a guy that's a two-way player right now. He seems a lot more poised. Seems like he's been doing this for some time. Yeah. Kelly Oubre said... uh, Like, looking at him (laughs) and Turk, you can tell that there's a difference there uh, in just uh, age and all those things like that. But go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah, I was going to say Kelly Oubre last night said they call him C4 because he's explosive. I was like, "Mm." hmm. I was like, hmm. And then I forget the one quote. I'm going to find it as you move on. But Ricky Council said something uh, the other night uh, that... You know, kind of was like, mm, this guy, this guy, you know, he's not just all talk. You know, he backed it up. He said, um, well, I got to find this. He said, I mean, I just feel like I'm a dog. A lot of people say it, but not a lot of people are about it. I was like, mm. <laughs> I was like, this guy is on a two way contract <laughs> and he's walking around and he's backing it up. So, uh, you know, shout out to him. And he, he really reminds me. Of, somebody asked me what he what player he reminds me of. He kind of reminds me of like a Caleb Martin. If that makes sense, I think he's maybe a little bit more athletic. But Kale Martin's also pretty that, athletic, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we'll see what that shot. The shot look is looking a lot better than what it did in college. So, his development's going to be uh, fun to watch. Speaking of Martin, uh, Cody Martin also has been playing solid basketball as of recently for the Horn. Now, of course, it's the Hornets though, so uh, everybody <laughs> at some point is going to be playing solid. I can't basketball. believe he's still on the Hornets. It's, it's yeah. he's been there for for a grip now. He's at, he's picked it up the past couple weeks. He's been playing great basketball. All right, going on to. A very controversial game uh, that was taking place during our intramural game last night, actually. The Knicks and the Rockets. Knicks fell 103-105, to but Kareem, I'll start with you. There was a call made at the end of the game, which... A no call. Well, looking at it... Oh, no, it was a call, but a lot of uh, Knicks fans were upset at that um, call. Looking at it, when it came down to it, in real time, because it was Ed Malloy well-known referee when it comes to in, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He, at at the moment, he had called the foul, which, I'm not going to lie, from the videos I saw, in the moment, it looked like a foul. Yeah, no, I, I just <laughs> see, like, four different angles yeah, for me after, to be like, after, maybe it's not a foul. After I saw it slow down, I thought, like, maybe that, I I thought he sold it really well, the foul at least, Mm -hmm. because he he leaned back as the contest was coming up. Yeah. But looking more into it, he didn't touch him, or at least barely any contact. And I know Knicks fans were on a a bit of a heat uh, check this past month. But, um, yeah, that's just a tough call to lose by. And afterwards, uh, Ed Malloy, he had, because every NBA official, they have to do reports after a game, things like that. And he was asked about that call. He said, in the moment, it seemed like, actually, let me see if I can pull up the entire quote here for a second. You can't really, like, blame him for calling that because it, it Exactly. Looks, like, in like, real time, yeah. it looks like a foul. But he was able to, af- of course, go back afterwards. And I know he uh, admitted that it wasn't a foul after the game. Yeah. But even then, that's a that's a tough one, though. Yeah, it's kind of just like, I'm, did they have any? Ch- I'm assuming they didn't have any. I don't even know. I, no, I they, even they know said they had no challenges. Yeah. But I thought that would be automatically reviewed anyway. But the only thing they reviewed is if he got it all. Usually, the time. they do review like the final seconds, especially with a final shot. But I wouldn't be surprised if if it's not official now that they don't review things like that without a challenge. Then definitely in the next couple of years, they'll implement a rule that says, hey. Even if no, even if there's nobody has a challenge left, we're still going to go ahead and take a look at these. But uh, the Rockets, though, they've been on the decline ever since. Uh, honestly, I'll go ahead and say the beginning of December when it came down to it. Most of their home wins were at home anyway, but they're able to get this home win anyway. Yeah. Aside from um, last game, at least for, or excuse me, like yesterday's game for Jalen Green, he's been looking a lot better. Hey, uh, that's true. Yeah. As far as scoring option, he's been pretty efficient, which just surprised me because. Being with a second overall pick, 
uh, you have that high standard of um, living up to the hype. But uh, a bit of a decline in his sophomore year, and uh, he's starting to look a lot better. He's getting a lot more shots, a lot more touches. Uh, I guess Dylan Brooks kind of started taking that role when he signed. But um, he's definitely been looking a lot better, aside from yesterday's game we shot 4 for 15 from the field. But you're going to have down down games. A couple 30-point games for Jalen Green in the month of January. Now, I will say he has looked good, but... He's looked good without Van Vliet, Van Vliet being on the floor. So we'll see if when Van Vliet comes back, if that's a, hey, you know, can you kind of go back to your old role type thing? Or can Jalen, can you keep this up when uh, Freddie gets back as well? Because I, I, like I, I want to see players succeed, but Jalen Green, he hasn't so far in his career. Me personally, he hasn't hit that mark for me yet. It's too. just defense. he's a big flashy player. Yeah. It's like he he shows it, and it just it's just never consistent. And it, the defense it, is also just non-existent. It's tough because it's almost like you know, I think as NBA fans, we kind of don't realize how many times situations ruin careers and excel careers. And I mean, he was putting in in maybe the worst spot uh, in Houston. I it think was he tough, yeah. he wasn't able to truly take the right steps as a first year second year guard and now he finally has the right situation but so he's maybe in back to the you know, rookie stuff that maybe we have to delay his development a couple more years um due to his first couple years not being uh, you know perfect situation all right that was that game now moving on to another game last night which actually was the latest game to or to start and to end last night out west the timberwolves and the clippers in la Actually, not even really sure if NLA means anything when it comes to the Clippers. <laughs> but the Timberwolves get a big win, 121 to 100 over one of the top teams in the Western Conference. Scoring-wise, Cat led the way for uh, the Timberwolves with 24, and then for the Clippers leading the way, it was really a combination of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Shooting-wise, not their best games when they came down to it. But uh, the Timberwolves, Doc, uh, they've been showing – all season that hey you know we're at the top of the western conference things like that then they started to lose a couple maybe you mm-hmm. drop one to a couple easy teams like that but you beat a team like the clippers who have been pretty good for ever since a couple weeks after the harding trade i'd say uh the clippers have been on a roll too but the timberwolves been doing their thing yeah this is just obviously it's one game but it was a game where they dominated it wasn't like you know this way if this happened and the, the outcome would have been different it, it was a complete different different you know domination and uh, you know we as nba fans kind of write off a team like the timberwolves you know we don't trust them come playoffs i do it but i mean they're reaching points where it's like look man we're in february and and they're Mm -hmm. dominating you know uh, they just dominated a team i i think is was a top three contender in my opinion uh and maybe the best team out west and they beat them in their you know house if, if you will <laughs> obviously we just mentioned you know it's not a crazy home court advantage but look they keep getting it done I mean and we're, I'm still waiting for Jaden McDaniels to possibly you know maybe have a better second half but look they're getting it done and you know at some point we're gonna have to stop just saying we can't trust them and you know yeah stop saying they're closer to a first round exit than a finals appearance um because uh, you know they might they might spark some uh so conversations, because look, last year they were also the team that probably put up the best fight against the Denver Nuggets, and that was without Jaden McDaniels, and that was, yeah. you know, kind of when they were figuring out the Rudy Gobert and Cat uh, duo. So, 
you know, we might have to give them more respect because last year they were, again, arguably, you could say maybe even the second best team because <laughs> they were they were the closest to the champions. As long as Nas Reed, uh, even Kyle Anderson and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, as long as they stay consistent coming off that bench for them, uh, good things seem to be in store for the Timberwolves. It seems like this, you know, of, of course it'll be tough to – do what they have to do against the Nuggets because the Nuggets are the Nuggets at the end of the day. They'll have to go through some good teams in the West once the playoffs begin, but they'll definitely be one of those teams that are favorited to do and to go far. But Timberwolves doing their thing as well. All right, now switching topics here just a bit. Now we're going to just take a look to see you know some of the trades that happened uh, last week. Some of the guys have started to see the floor for those respective teams, and the first one, uh, being the Sixers, as we mentioned earlier, a campaign uh, getting sent for Patrick Beverly. But campaign scoring-wise, he's been holding his own pretty well here for the Sixers. Of course, uh, Sixers killed with injuries at the moment. But when these you know, folks that are injured come back, so Tobias, which I did not know. To, so Tobias was sick originally. And then he got a hip injury. Is mm-hmm. what I'm. I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I did not know that. The, I team, the whole team, dude. Everybody was sick for for a little bit. Maxi was yeah. sick as well. It was uh, it was tough. Uh, that's what happens when you're in a yeah. locker room, man. <laughs> One sickness and your your team's cooked for the next week. Tobias, so he's day to day at the moment, so he'll be coming back at some point. D'Anthony Melton, they switched him to day-to-day yeah they said he would come back before the all-star break but there's one game left and that's tomorrow before the all-star break so i think they might just he practiced today i think they might just delay everybody like i think the first game after the all-star break you'll see uh fully healthy sixers outside of Embiid and probably covington um because lowry will also probably that's probably when he's going to make his debut um the game after the all-star break Forgot to even mention that Kyle yeah. Lowry has he officially? Yeah, yet? yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he officially signs today, and then I don't know if they'll force him to play tomorrow because again, he's you know an older guy. Yeah, they yeah, might they might want that extended break for him. He does have like a bit of an injury history, yeah. so they're definitely going to be a little. Because a three month, a, th- a three like week break for Kyle Lowry could go a long way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then at that backup role, of course, at the center position, you've got Mo Bamba and Paul Reed holding things down for the moment. Paul Reed, yeah, I was a little bit surprised yesterday watching the game uh, that Paul Reed wasn't in there instead of Mo Bamba during the last, I want to say, the last four or five minutes of that game, I think yeah. it really was. And then they brought Reed in at like the very end, which yeah, was which interesting. And then he got that big block. Um, he got the big block on Mitchell before it went out to Garland for a three, and he missed that as well, but... Seeing Doc's face when he got that block, <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> the Kareem, joy. Kareem got to see uh, me uh, react to the Paul Reed block, and then I was like, "No way, there's still time left." And Gar- Garland let up a three, and mm. luckily it was short. So this team is now surrounded by shooters, uh, whether we like it or not. The trade deadline, yeah, it was an emotional toll for mm-hmm. fans, but uh, roster wise, this is a team. Re- that has a bunch of shooters, even Batum when he comes back. Uh, D'Anthony Melton, th- great three-point shooter. You've got Maxi, who, of course, can heat up from behind the arc. Don't even have to really mention Buddy. Uh, and then once Embiid comes back, oh, I can't wait. Mm. Once he gets that double team coming, yeah. they see Buddy over there in the corner. <laughs> right over the head. We'll see how many times they decide to do that. But this is the Sixers team now that from where I was Thursday at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. is not the same place I was Last night after, yeah, I might apologize. With, with this uh, with this I, roster, I think that Joel could actually average like forty. Mm. Like you gotta like pick your poison at that point. Either yeah, let Joel no. and B go one on one, 
or double him and he kicks it out. Yeah, because this is the problem where most Embiid teams uh, in the past couple of years is the spacing has kind of always been rough. I mean, that's what happens when you employ somebody like Ben Simmons and Al Horford. And, you know, you have some of these, you know, not so great shooters and not so great, you know, shooters that they respect. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, you got Buddy Heald, who is arguably the second best volume three-point shooter in the league behind Steph Curry. Um, you have Tyrese Max, who's also can be a volume three-point shooter. I mean, you have other guys as well that if Tobias Harris is willing to pull the trigger, like, you know, some games he, he, he'll let it fly right away, and it's great. Um, and you, you surround him with other, you know, players. Like, even Lowry can shoot three ball. Nick Batum lets it go whenever he has the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kelly Oubre is not afraid of the moment. You know, you got a lot of guys where my biggest problem with the Sixers this year was they were, like, very bottom in three-point attempts. And then, you know, at the deadline, they go get Buddy Heald. So, you know, this could be – and they even even the campaign helps that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so – and Lowry could possibly help that, especially with creation and getting other people open. So they fixed it at the deadline. Yes, it was a very emotional deadline. Like, I still am upset about the Springer trade. But now, you know, I, I didn't respect campaign enough, I don't think. Uh, I Probably because we weren't even seeing him play yeah. in general. So he was also, already. like, shadowed by, like, yeah, Kate. Like they're not gonna show Cameron Payne instead of like Katie Booker and Beal. Yeah, like Pat Bev. Like I liked. It. I understood the trade anyway to get like the second. I understand it from a basketball perspective, but honestly, like Campaign's also a good locker room guy. It sucks to lose a guy like Pat Bev though. One of my favorite, you know, non stars in the league. I know Pat Bev said that. Uh, Maury said that he wouldn't trade him. Yeah, and then hey, but he, uh, him and Maury go way back. Maury's the reason he's in the NBA. So it's it's still a cool story, but it does kind of suck that he gave him a little bit of a backstab. Uh, but that's the way the business works. But the Sixers roster, man, I mean, if Embiid comes back, and it's most likely will, um, this team could could be scary because they can shoot the lights out now with Buddy Heald and Tyrese Maxey and amongst others, and then you add Embiid to that. Yeah. And, you know, this East as strong, you know, it's strong. But I think with a healthy MB, the Sixers team is like clearly the second best team in the East. Um, I think the only the Celtics uh, stay at number one. Uh, but even they uh, show a lot of flaws because the way their philosophy is with they want to be a team that acquires Buddy Hill because they want to shoot forty threes a game. Uh, but they don't really have like high volume three point shooters, but they do it anyway. So you know, I think you know if they get healthy and be back, this roster it looks really good. Um, is it perfect? No, but uh, it can be enough as long as you know you, you stay healthy and players uh, play up to their expectations. All right, Kareem, for you talking about your team real quick, even though your team didn't make a deal at the deadline, you still end up trading for Terry Rozier, who is now out. I don't know how long he's out for. I'm not. I don't know. I said week to week. Okay, week to week for Terry Rozier. Yeah. Now, obviously, since the trade, he hasn't been. I guess what Heat fans have wanted him to be when it to be when it comes down to it but now with him out Jimmy Butler also out due to personal reasons uh that for well, first of all you have a tough game tonight which we'll end up talking about yeah. later anyway but so now uh before I want to say it was Hero who was pretty much running the point at the yeah. end of the day so he'll probably go back to that role now looking at it mm-hmm. and they had Josh Richardson as well uh in that guard position but now he's yeah, injured he's too, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a uh, bit of a tough uh, position for the Miami Heat. Um, it's going to be a tough game tonight. Uh, I I still always believe in this team no matter what. Mm-hmm. And um, 
end of the day, as long as we make playoffs, I'm always happy because, as we saw last year, you know, anything can yeah, happen yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, anything him. can happen, yeah. And I, I'm not too upset with the Terry Rozier after, like, looking back at it. I Like, realistically, there was nobody else on the market. And Terry Rozier was having a phenomenal uh, year with LaMelo obviously being out. But like you said, it's the Hornets, so. Um, a lot of players can just go out and uh, score if uh, there's no particular uh, first option on that team. But uh, Terry Rozier, who's I would not 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 necessarily a defensive liability, a decent defender, and um, hopefully he's back soon because if we can get at least a top five seed to avoid that play-in uh, area, I'd be very comfortable going into the uh, playoffs. I'm glad you brought that up because now we're going to transition into the conference standings. Take a look at how they've been going recently. The East has been relatively the same over the past couple weeks. Of course, the Celtics in that number one spot, Cavs at the two, Bucks three, and then the Knicks are on the rise a bit besides that loss last night. They kind of had a heater going on, and then you see the rest of the Eastern Conference there, Magic at six, Pacers seven, Heat at that eighth spot, want them to move up, which uh, looking at the standings, yeah, uh, I can definitely see them in a Mm -hmm. seven or six spot at the end of the day when it comes down to it. I don't know if they'll be able to go mm-hmm. up to that five. Would love to see uh, maybe Bucks Heat first round again. <laughs> Was it par four? Either give me Bucks Heat or give me uh, Heat or the eight seed and they face the Celtics round one. Just, just, to, <laughs> just to laugh a little bit because, you know. I want Celtics. I want Celtics first round. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I love. That. You guys love could that. honestly probably. Beat I, the I don't Bucks believe in Joe Mazzulla. Yeah. I, I, not a lot of people do. I, I think they need to fire him, but that's a different topic. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think if Miami goes in against Boston again, it's just going to be um, Jason Tatum just chucking up a bunch of threes. I'm like, that's dude, what Joe Mazzulla likes. I'm like, dude, you're six ten. Get to the rim. Joe Mazzulla loves. He, he just wants to shoot threes, man. It's the reason why Celtics lose a yeah. good amount of playoff games. Even shout out with even with how good they are. Yeah, shout out Jalen Brown for uh, last series. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Jalen Brown, did you see the little scuffle between him and Duncan Robinson? Oh yeah, that mm. was that. He should have gone thrown out, in my opinion. I so there's a page on Twitter that does uh, a guy that does the audio from those games. So mm. I'll, after, if you haven't seen it, I'll end up sending it to you, but. Uh, they were going. I, I, they were going at it. Bro. I heard it. I heard <laughs> oh, it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So were... it, I think it was just a. It's so like if someone's arm is locked in with yours, you don't try and snap it. Mm, that was yeah. ridiculous to me. I was like, that's not the reaction because Duncan Robinson was playing defense. Obviously, it was probably a foul on Duncan. Like Duncan Robinson is a bit of a liability on defense. He tends to hold players a lot and get some. Sometimes gets into a bit of foul trouble. But if you get locked up with a player, you don't try and take his arm off by like literally taking his arm off and now looking at this eastern conference uh, something i just realized as you were saying that right there uh we've probably been disrespecting the pistons a bit too much this year they're close to actually not even being the last seed in the yeah, wizards pistons won two in a row on I that say, uh, give it a week and they'll have that uh, 14 spot. Probably. Hey, never Kaku's forget. trash talk is coming back to haunt him. I think last Thursday when we did the trade deadline episode, I think I, I said the Pistons would beat the Trailblazers, and look where we're at. They won <laughs> two in a row, and then they get to face the Lakers, and now you know that's going to be close for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Fontecchio hit a, hit a game-tying three with 50 seconds ago. Part of that, though, their little lost streak was Cade's been out for a bit mm-hmm. this year. He's, he's been out for – large majority of games but. yeah that is kind of crazy that the wizards are right there man 
Even though the Wizards are bad, bro. Yeah, like, I Kate has like, so much potential. I just wish he'd stay on the court more. How many games did the Yeah, no, that's true. Oh, my dude. I'm looking at the Wizards. They have, what, one, two, three. They have three wins since the new year. That's crazy. Three? Yep. They're not far off. They're not far off Charlotte either. I don't know what that record is, but they've won three wins since the new year, and one of the and and two of them is the Pistons and the Spurs, and the other one's the Hawks. So mm. it's not very pretty. Uh, I think it's because the Wizards don't get blown out like the Pistons were getting blown out, but they're losing games at the same exact rate now. So uh, I will say, this is my last part on these Eastern standings. Uh, I I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't think – I think the Hawks will be over to overtake the Bulls at the end of the day. I think they'll be able to do that. The Hawks roster, on paper, yeah. Hawks have one of the best rosters in the Eastern Conference. Uh, yeah. For some reason, though, Quinn Snyder's just not able to put that thing together really at the yeah. end of the day. Not just that. Just not sure why. I Trey, feel like Trey Young's also always had like a um, bit of a chemistry duel with um, not only coaches but uh, players too. So I think that's also kind of holding uh, that roster back. I think the best te- best direction for that team is to rebuild. Yeah, I think um, an issue with the Hawks might be internally. I think almost think we're reaching a point where I don't think Quinn Snyder and Trey Young see eye to eye. So I think that could be an issue. Is Aaron Hook? Uh, Do they think we can understand them or something? No, <laughs> I, honestly, Aaron Hook is 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 uh, making some signals uh, and. Trying to translate what he's trying to talk to yeah, us about. I guess but they're trying to get the equipment from this room. No, I just asked. It, you need to come in here, and uh, he they said, can come in. If yeah, you want. yeah, they can come in. Uh, we'll we'll get their take on the Knicks foul uh, last <laughs> night. Uh, can, can we actually? Uh, yeah, the one. Right. Get Aaron. Yeah, grab him. All right, let's get Aaron in here. Young brother, young bro- come on, let's get come Aaron on in, in come here. On in, come on in, come on in, come on in. Uh, so we're gonna have a yeah, toss him your mic. Uh, third and long host, Aaron Hook. Uh, we kind of just wanted to ask you about the 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 foul <laughs> last night because I know that you definitely <laughs> have something to get off your chest before you uh, go on the third and long. Well, thank you guys for calling me in. Yeah. Uh, you know, pinch hitter style. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, was there marginal contact? Yes, and I think on a shot like that with three-tenths of a second left. Aaron Holiday is 40 feet from the basket. Maybe if you're Jalen Brunson, you don't need to jump and contest it there. But, I mean, in the heat of the moment, I, I completely understand him just kind of – and, I mean, he went straight up. So, yeah. I, I mean, the official himself said game should have went to overtime. Um, I think it was very back-and-forth fourth quarter – not a high-level scoring, not a clutch scoring, and that's a game I think in that scenario you let go to overtime. And uh, the officiating all night was was not very kind to the Knicks, but I mean, you know, if they were fully healthy, uh, I, I think we we're not really having this conversation. But it's okay. So Knicks gonna overtake the Bucks for that uh, three seed anytime soon? They gotta get healthy quick. I mean. After the All-Star break is really when they're going to kick it in the high gear because Randall is going to be evaluated probably next week during the All-Star break. And same thing with Ananobi, uh, who did have a minor like procedure on his elbow. So he could be anywhere from like two weeks out, maybe three, if it keeps lingering. And then, you know, you're, you're hoping Hartenstein can get back in the lineup. That was mm-hmm. a big problem. I mean, look, Jericho Sims, he, he, he does an admirable job. It ain't uh, too easy when Josh Hart's going to lead your team in rebound. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Josh Hart, uh, he's definitely a hustler. I think Precious Achua has stepped up in a big way. He's that played very true, well. Yeah. 
But you know, when when we get some of this, de- I mean, you know, pressure to chew is starting now. Ideally, in a playoff series, he would be the third center, or, or you know what I mean. So like, I think when we're fully healthy, the depth can uh, can get us to where we we need to be. All right, thank you, Aaron, for uh, of course, sir, on, on the spot like that. Thank you, thank you. Of course. By the way, you do know it's four oh six. We do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Aaron's got to grab the equipment for uh, some third and long. Knicks, Jets, Devils, and what other sport am I missing? Oh, Yankees. Yankees. Oh, they're easy to forget about. Now, the Devils are just in. S- <laughs> as I, bro- I broke the mic. Um, <laughs> the Devils are, are an insane thing to say. I, I don't claim to be a hockey fan nor a fan of the Devils. Um, I was a casual fan for about a month or two. <laughs> they must casual. have been on a win streak then. Right? Yes, I. I <laughs> I've only I only liked them like the two seasons out of the last like seven. They've been relevant. Um, I do claim the Nets, Jets, obviously, and the Yankees. No love for the Nets. The Nets. <laughs> yeah. that, that was a wild question. I mean, I mean come on, man. <laughs> Seriously, it would be if it would be like if a team played in like. They're from know. New Jersey. Yeah, or, or like Camden or something. You know, it's like. I got you. Like, I got you. It was, just, it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand it. Uh, Kareem, how, how do you feel about the heat? Uh, a lot of injuries, man. Yeah. This, is, this is always how it goes. Every year, mm-hmm. always injuries. But You're going to be the eighth seed again. Made some run. Yeah. I can already see it. <laughs> Knock the Knicks right out the Celtics playoffs again. bounced first round. That'd be. T- take the Knicks off next and then Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you did last year. You ran through, ran through us. Yeah. Um, uh. All right, I'm going to leave you guys alone. All right, thank uh, you. And go do my you. podcast. All right. <laughs> All right, moving over to that Western Conference now. I can't wait till playoff basketball, man. Because Me too. This what, first of all, this may be the greatest play-in tournament, for especially specifically for the Western Conference, we get ever. I think just, like, all teams are just stacked. I think it's like, because, like, I would trust an eight seed in the Western Conference to possibly make a run. Like, if you tell me the Golden State Warriors are the eight seed. I mean, Draymond's been out, so that's why they've fallen so much. So, like. But now they're winning again. And, yeah. And all of a sudden, I mean, I don't even think the Warriors will finish as a, in the play. And I actually think they're going to catch, like, the Suns or Pelicans and be five or six seed. They're only four games back. You think the Warriors will be able to catch the Suns? I, I, the way they're playing, man, they just always the go Suns the have radar. a lot of defensive problems. They're actually letting Kuminga go. And, do the Pelicans, they're such a weird. They're, they're, like, what I think a lot of people talk about the Timberwolves. Um, mm-hmm. Like. How are they 32-22? and 22? I don't trust them at all. CJ McCollum's having a great season. They don't have, like, a true creator. They don't have a true star. Um, you know, Zion and B.I. are kind of, like, going back and forth. They scored, like, 14 points in the fourth quarter last night. Yeah, Zion Like, and they won, but it's like – it's like Sacramento's falling how much off a lot. Trust them? Yeah, Sacramento is, is having a – you know, they're having a similar season to last year. I think the West is just a little bit better this year now. Yeah. Um, and they no longer have that underdog story. Um, but I think the Mavericks are a team to watch because I think the Mavericks also regular season wise can put some good wins together. Never uh, playoffs, good, I have yeah. questions, but you know, regular season wise, I think the Mavericks will get there. And now I think the Jazz are starting to fall off. So I think we yeah. almost have like a, a clear top ten in the West at least. Um, we also have that kind of in the East as well. We almost kind of know who's going to make the playoffs and play in um, now. But you know, it's going to be interesting. I, the West play in is always uh, cinema. I mean, because yeah. uh, it's always, you know, some sort of rivalry, especially since the Lakers always seem to find their way in it. 
Um, never shame. count LeBron out. Yeah. Hey, never. You can never count LeBron out, but uh, I can count the rest of the Lakers out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about Anthony Davis? Except Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is great. Anthony Davis is great. All right. Now, it does seem like – now, I wonder if we can all agree to this. I feel like those top four teams will stay those top four teams. They'll just do some switching around yeah, at some, some point. But I don't think the Pelicans or the Suns would be able to catch any four of those teams at nope. the end of the day. Definitely not. And then you've kind of got the click from the Pelicans – to the Mavs, you got those games. They're, they're separated by what a game? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, they're yeah. all separated by a game right there. Then you can go with the Mavs. Mm-hmm. No, they can go with the Lakers and Warriors to fight it off. Then, but look, man, the West is win. West is a classic. I'm so glad I get to enjoy it from you know the like the back seat. I don't I don't yeah. got a t te- I don't got a dog in the fight. Like I could just enjoy the Western Conference playoffs. Uh, because look, man, last year they sadly just weren't that good. I mean, you got a lot of like good matchups, but the results of games weren't that good. Like the Suns Nuggets was two two, and yeah. then the Nuggets just blew them out of the water the rest of the games. And he thought that would be a classic. I hope this year is different because now you got young teams like the Thunder. I I still would even count the Timberwolves as a young team just because they're stars and Edwards and and he's young and you know they 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 aren't a team that's been in playoff contention really much uh, in the past couple years. So. Them, I mean, I think the only team I'm really not excited for in this Western Conference is probably the Pelicans. Um, but I could buy myself into the Pelicans because I could still be like, Sion's going to turn back the clock, <laughs> which is sad I'm saying that about a 22-year-old or 23-year-old. But, you know, this team, yeah, it, it's fun. Uh, and I think the fact that, like, the Warriors and, like, the Lakers could possibly be, like, the 7-8 and eight seed is just yeah. it, it's just setting up for a good uh, bracket. Somebody's, or I guess, Two of these teams aren't going to make the playoffs, and it's going to be like we're going to look back like, oh wow, that team didn't make the playoffs that yeah. year. Yeah, it was the play, and they ended up losing. But mm. this and the NBA playoffs, uh, this will be something different this year when it comes down to Especially it. Especially like the East has like five real teams, you know. Yeah, and that's not like just it. Like this, the Magic and the Pacers aren't like the, what the Nets were last year, mm. where you're like, oh, this team like is a joke. Um, and even like, and obviously the Heat. So like, say it's Magic Pacers Heat, like. Those are three very respectable teams. I Meanwhile, last year in East, you had the Nets who were easy. Yeah. You had the Hawks that were easy. Um, so, and who was the four-five matchup? I mean, the Cavs ended up being easy. So, like the Cavs yeah, have gotten better. The Knicks have gotten better. The Sixers, I think, has, have maybe gotten it, better. It was coaching. really bad for the Cavs. Like, yeah. we, we see their like protection around the paint with like rim It's been phenomenal in the playoffs. They were just getting bullied in the paint. It was. Yeah, it was I, I was. It was sad was to watch. Shocked. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, why is Jared Allen getting pushed out of bounds? <laughs> by like Jalen Brunson. No offense to Jalen Brunson, but like, come on. Yeah, they, hopefully they, they. I think they'll they'll fix that this year. I think they're a true uh, tier, a top. I hope so because if if this repeats itself, that's not yeah, gonna look great yeah, for the. Yeah, but everybody's gotten better except probably the Bucks. Um, but they also <laughs> lost in the first round last year. So. The Bucks. Who knows? We, we can talk about it for a quick second here. The Bucks. If I think they're two and six with Doc. They. Two wins in a row, and last night was a pretty big win. Chris Middleton, he's out right now. But like, if you get if you get an off game by either Dame or Giannis, and Bobby Portis doesn't have at least fifteen, they're cooked. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's not much coming from them at that moment. Their defense is not the greatest at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Scoring wise, once again, yeah. If those two, if one of those two have an off night, and Bobby Portis isn't able to do what he's been able to do before Doc got hired. 
I really don't know where you're not going to ask Pat Connington and Malik Beasley to combine for 25 points. No. Uh, I wish Malik Beasley could still do that, but yeah. it doesn't seem like he can at this point. But that's the Bucks thing. might have a roster issue. It's that's either Malik Beasley's hitting or he's not. Yeah, I, a lot of shots. He's in the three point contest. Yeah, a lot of shots I see him take are just forced. A lot of contested threes. I'm just like, mm-hmm. you got to pass it up sometimes, man. But you mentioned, I mean, this Bucks team. Look, and that's the bad thing because Giannis has to run through. You know, I call it like the gauntlet in the East for big men. Like MB goes through it, Giannis has to go through it. You know, it's not like the West where it's it's kind of weak, uh, has weak centers and weak power forwards. Like the, the the East has. Let's just go down the line. It has the Celtics. They got they got like three players you could put at center that could help stop uh, Giannis. You have the Cavs with Mobley and Allen. You have the Knicks who are a very physical team with Randall and then Hartenstein and maybe Robinson can come back. And then you got Embiid, Sixers, Bam out of Bio Heat. Like, even the Magic have a bunch yeah. of wings. So, you know, it's a gauntlet out east. So Giannis could easily have some down games. Watching Bam guard um, Giannis last uh, last year was just phenomenal. <laughs> All right, moving on to last part of segment two here. We're going to do a little bit of MVP talk. Of course, the person that would have won MVP – is no longer in that race being Joel Embiid after he had the surgery, so he'll miss the amount of games that is needed to win the award. But right now, NBA's doc, NBA.com's top, actually, I guess we can go top 10 here. Uh, Jokic in that number one spot, Shea, uh, has risen to the two spot. Giannis is back to three after falling off a bit. Giannis now down to four. Jason Tatum at five. And then in this order, Kawhi, Sabonis, Durant, uh, Donovan Mitchell, and then Anthony Davis in that order. Uh, honestly, when it comes to the top five, I think may- – actually, no. I wouldn't even swap Giannis and Luka. I like top five exactly how it is right here. Just I don't understand like, how you have Sabonis as a top five. Um, top, top ten. Sabonis top ten, top excuse 10, me. Yeah. Top ten MVP candidate and not an all-star. He's Yeah, he's number seven. I, wa- I won't understand mm. that. That is a bit wild now that I think about it. Yeah, yeah actually – yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> There's no like justification for it. <laughs> You're telling me he's he's a, he's the seventh best player, but he's not an all star. Yeah, <laughs> somebody made a mistake there. <laughs> down to it. Uh, yeah. I do. I told Doc earlier. Yeah, I think it was earlier this week. I had felt like the Shea Gilgis Alexander media talk was kind of pushing him a bit much to be the MVP, but. Uh, I digress from that. I would like to apologize. Um, <laughs> he deserves at the moment to be in that number two spot when it comes down to his stats alone at the end of the day. 31 points a game, almost six rebounds. Yeah, six rebounds and then seven re- uh, assists a game as well. He's been doing his thing. And then Giannis after that, Luca here. I feel like, though, with the Nuggets being the Nuggets, this is probably Jokic... Actually, I don't know because they're weird when it comes to voting for guys that have won it two times already. I think Jamal Murray also went down with another injury, so that's going to be did, yeah, yeah, that's going to be rough. Yeah, if I think this get, might just be another. If they, if they don't get a might one be his seed, to lose. If they don't get the one seed or like a top two or three seed, they're. I don't think Jokic's yeah. going to win. I'd be again. surprised if Jokic didn't win MVP this season. I'm really um, actually like hoping for SGA. I want to see him. Lift I that think trophy. SGA is like the only hope outside Jokic because I, I think it's hard to give it to Giannis. Giannis got his coach fired midseason. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. That ain't no most valuable player. Um, so <laughs> I think it's Jokic's to lose and I think he's going to get his third for sure. But maybe the Thunder kind of have like a good run in March where SGA has like some MVP moments 
And then the conversations get real tough. I mean, the straw poll came out of ESPN. Jokic was leading it, but not by much that I thought he would be leading it. I think he had 58 out of 100 first-place votes, and pretty much every other vote was SGA. Uh, and then I think some for Giannis. So um, I think it could get interesting. Uh, again, it, all, it only takes a couple MVP moments to push you over the top. Like Embiid last year had multiple. So you know, I, I think you, we could be looking at a, a good MVP race, but... It's a little boring right now, I will say. Uh, I think it's kind of. I mean, I'm a Sixers fan, so maybe I'm biased, but I even nah, saw I, a Nuggets, mi- I miss Embiid. Too. I even saw a Nuggets fan say they missed Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know. I, I think the whole league misses Embiid. I, I think it's just because you know he's talked about so much by everybody, whether that's negative or positive, and and you need a player like that. So, I think a lot of people are missing him, and I think the MVP race is missing him because Embiid, Jokic talks, you know are arguably the most fun thing of the last four NBA seasons. I mean, you know, I, a lot of everybody contributed to Jokic uh, and B talks. I, I was seeing like Pacers fans chiming in on Jokic and B and it's just like every, it's, it's just the NBA conversations, but I think MVP race is, is, is solidified to the top two of SGA yeah. and Jokic uh, with Giannis outside looking in. Uh, I don't know if anybody do. You, is anybody else like is Tatum getting any hype? Uh, uh, he's been a little underwhelming this he, season. To he be hasn't honest. been great, but it's like man, the Celtics are like so good <laughs> that it's like they have like five more wins than the second best team. So, Six, yeah. um, it's tough. And I think it's just uh, the Celtic. Oh, Celtics are like just that powerhouse team that they're like, yeah, you're supposed to succeed. And nobody's really like giving yeah, they're it almost a, too good. Yeah, it reminds me of like when Jokic won his first two. It was yeah. kind of just a debate of who had the least amount of help between Embiid and Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> so, really, it's, so it's kind of tough for Tatum to win it because you know it's hard to be the most valuable player on a team that has like four possible All Stars, and that's mm-hmm. not even counting like Al Horford and yeah, he's averaging twenty seven, eight, eight and a half rebounds, and almost five assists. It's they're solid numbers, but I just uh, I think everyone's kind of like the over, over the Tatum hype. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think again, I think it's just the top two is it's a depressing MVP race this year. But we were kind of spoiled the last couple years. Yeah, I do wish that Luca's name was getting a bit more attention. Attention at the moment, he's averaging thirty five, nine, and ten at the moment, which. I forgot. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I, I actually my fault. Luca, I kind of forgot. The only thing for him though is plan. a couple more games, and he's not even going to be eligible. Yeah, and he's so, in the plan. Yeah, because uh, you know they don't. The only reason six seeds have won is because Russell Westbrook had arguably one of the worst rosters in the NBA that season, and so did Jokic when he won his first. So, you know, you're looking at horrific rosters. It's kind of hard to hand Luca the MVP, even though as good as he is with Kyrie Irving, you know, PJ Washington. Also, uh, Derek yeah. Lively being a very good player for them. Yeah, there's still plenty of basketball to play. And like yeah. you said, Butler, if he misses just a couple more games, it's yeah, it just sucks. Love him, though. Love to see him play the game, though. Yeah. But All right, now before we go ahead to segment three and pick tonight's game, since this will be the last episode before the All-Star weekend, we're going to go ahead and pick the three-point contest winners and the uh, winner of the actual All-Star game, East versus West. So we'll start here with the three-point contest. I'll give you out the names once again, just in case. You want to do who, who you guys, Sabrina or Steph? Oh, well, that one too. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I have to take Steph. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I know she said that she wants to shoot from the NBA three-point line. I don't know if she's going to. I don't know if the NBA is going to allow it at least. I don't know. I don't but, know um, I'm, taking, she, I'm taking Sabrina. 
I think so. I I just have look. I think Sabrina is, you know, a very special player, and Steph is very good. But I almost think, you know, Sabrina's going with something to prove, and I don't know if Steph's gonna see. I think I, I, I felt think like Sabrina goes first. Like that. If Sabrina goes first and and is like cooking, Steph might be like might go from a smile to like. <laughs> Nah, I gotta lock it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. Uh, so I think, I, but I think that's what's gonna happen. I think Sabrina's gonna go first, and she's gonna light it up, and Steph's gonna have to. I will respond. say, and I think Sabrina will win, uh, especially yeah. if she's shooting from the NBA WNBA uh, three point line. That's what I was gonna say. If she's shooting from the WNBA three point line, I'm, I'll take her. But if she's shooting from the NBA three point line, I'm taking Steph. Hmm. The I wish that. I wish that when it comes down to, because no matter what happens, mm-hmm. people are going to say it's rigged. <laughs> no matter what happens, it's all for it's all for charity. Yeah, it, especially it shouldn't Sabrina be wins. taken as serious as uh, yeah, which people are going to do exactly. Yeah, but that's a good. I like this contest though. Something different that we've never seen before. Throwing and it's it more in inclusive, there. so that too. Yeah, yeah, as well. Also, once again, taking place in Indiana. All right, before the three point contest, Malik Beasley, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, Laurie Markkinen. Donovan Mitchell, Cat, and then Trey Young will be taking place in this. I know Trey Young was involved. I did not either until I read, <laughs> until I read his name. <laughs> yeah, the NBA did not really do a good job of announcing uh, player by player. I didn't see it on my feed. <laughs> I got to say, though, I think I'm taking Cat. I think mm. I'm going to do it. Uh, those legs are important when it comes to this three-point contest. Uh, what I've seen over the years and – He's the tallest out there. It's got, doesn't have to jump as high when it comes to his shot like that. He's going to get the least winded as well, I hope, at least. Uh, that's the only reasons I'm taking Cat in this, though. I'm taking Laurie Markkinen. I think Laurie Markkinen it might be the best pure shooter in this, you know, contest. And like you said, you know, it takes takes the legs, and I think Lauren Markin has got that. It's hard not to pick Donovan Mitchell right now, though. Uh, yeah, that's true. His shot has kind of evolved. I don't really remember his three point shot looking as pretty when he was on the Jazz. He he's always like set his feet. Yeah, like, he's always yeah, he's always yeah. had a solid shot, but it's look it looks yeah. like he yeah. like I saw him catch and shoot a couple times For last sure. night, and it's look it's it looked great. But I think Laurie, and if I had to pick a second, I mean it's hard not to pick Dame again. Um, but I'm rooting for. I don't know who I'm rooting for. Probably Laurie or uh, Bronson. I'm going to take Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. I think he was shooting like 47 before he got hurt. I don't know what he's shooting right now, but 47 from the three-point line. I know it's a really I ugly it, jumper. I, I wonder if he'll have enough time to even get he doesn't, the balls He up doesn't go uh, far off the ground, so I'm not worried about him getting the shot off. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I like his uh, chances of winning. All right, and then going on to the All-Star game, uh, East versus West. I mean, with Embiid not playing, even though I don't know how much he would have played at this point in this game, uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and take the West in this contest, though. Mm-hmm. You know how to analyze an All-Star game. It's so tough. Uh, but I'm going to go uh, – uh, do I want to go West? I, I think you just got to go West. It's hard. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to get behind the East right now. <laughs> I want to take East, but uh, yeah. <laughs> who's who's uh, wait? So what's the starting lineup for the East? Uh, Dame, Dame, Giannis, Giannis. Then Giannis try hards in All Star games, and so does Dame. So we might have hope out in the East. Dame just starts chucking half court shots. Um, and who else? Uh, so Dame, Giannis, Tatum, Tatum. He also. Oh, we might actually be cooking on this East team because uh, they these are guys that go off in All Star games. Uh, who who's starting for Embiid? 
Oh, uh, was it? Hold on, I'm pulling them up right now. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but uh, it's hard. Uh, again, it's an all star game. Halliburton. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was a good O. So Giannis, uh, Tatum, Halliburton, Lillard, and I don't think they've actually. I think the coach will pick it. So yeah, I don't uh, think they've said who's it might be Bam in there. I, it might have I, to I be feel Bam. like it would have to be him. Yeah, yeah. there's no uh, other center. Tyrese Maxey's gonna come in, win All Star Game MVP, and uh, <laughs> I wonder how many minutes he's gonna get. Yeah, because Bam was the yeah. It, it'll yeah, it'll be Bam. Bam. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I, I'm still gonna stick with my pick here with the West though. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay with West. The West bench compared <laughs> to the, the East good thing. Bench. The thing that East has going for it is Jokic in All Star games is kind of useless. He yeah, doesn't really yeah, do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so, that's why what they got. They, meanwhile, last. Giannis is like a, a super tryhard. So. He's picked basically last year. Last yeah. year, they're like this man doesn't even care when he's actually on the court. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go. I'll go. Still go West, but there's still some hope for the East. Uh, I'll take an underdog. When I'll switch to East, you know. We'll see how. Hoping that this is one of the more entertaining all-star games of years past. Adam Silver said they changed some things, so it is more entertaining, but we'll see if uh, he was telling the truth or not. All right. Go in here as we've got three more minutes left. Going here to tonight's games. Going to pick through these quickly, starting with you, Kareem. Then we'll go to Doc and then myself. Celtics and Nets. This one's in Brooklyn. Nothing too crazy with the injury report. Obviously, I'm... Celtics, yeah. yeah. Celtics, <laughs> Celtics. Yeah. next month. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And then, <laughs> well, it could be a solid game on TNT. First game of the night on TNT. Thunder and the Magic. This one is in Orlando as well. Uh, once again, nothing crazy on the injury reports. Go ahead, Kareem. Uh, I got to take uh, SGA's Thunder. I'm going to take uh, the Magic. I think their, their length might give SGA uh, some tough, tough looks. And... Uh, I think they're going to know they're at home on TNT, so I think yeah. they're going to play up. When's the last time we watched the Magic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their own court. Who on was TNT. was Barack Obama the president? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they would have got one then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Magic as well in this matchup too. Um, the Heat and the Bucks. Uh, the Heat are without a lot of players, which I'm only expecting one answer out of this one as well. Mm. I'm still taking Miami. Oh uh, wow! Well, I will say there's a chance that Giannis well, and Dame don't. There's a chance, but I doubt that chance actually happens. There's we still ha- have Jaime Hackers Jr. Little, we haven't seen a lot of him uh, recently, but he's just come back from injury. We still got Bam and Tyler. It's not like it's not gonna, we we lost to the um, what's it called the Celtics by four points without Terry Rozier or um, oh, excuse me or Jimmy. I I expect us to uh, pull out a win tonight. I'm honestly going to oddly believe in the Heat tonight. Um, I, I, th- I saw Tyler Hero have some great confidence against the Celtics, and I was like, hmm. And I think that could continue. And, again, the Milwaukee Bucks are on a back-to-back, so I could see some issues and maybe one of Dame or Giannis being out, and that's probably all you need. Doc has a track record of uh, losing to a uh, spell, so. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I thought you were saying me. I was like, no. I have a track record of losing to who? <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> with Giannis and Lillard both playing, I think I'm going to – well, no, I'm going to take the Bucks. I actually would take them comfortably in here, like a – 10 point win type thing. I'm going to text you when we're up 20. <laughs> <laughs> now, with if, if one of them don't play, I still. Now, if both of them don't play, that's an issue. Yeah. But if one of them plays, I still think I am going to go ahead with the Bucks, though, with that home mm-hmm. court advantage. Yeah. Uh, Kings and Suns, 10 o'clock TNT. Uh, this will be a solid game here. Once again, relatively healthy. Um, Go ahead, Kareem. Oh, Suns at home. I'm taking Kings. I'll take the Kings. 
I'm going to take the Suns. I think they're they're gonna get hot, uh, and they they are kind of hot right now. So I gotta take them at home. I'm also gonna go ahead and take the Suns. Uh, big Bradley Beal game, mm. which big by nowadays is more than 25 points. Yeah. But. We'll see how that one goes. All right, Timberwolves and Trailblazers. Timberwolves back-to-back as well uh, in Portland. Got to say, Trailblazers aren't one of those teams now where I can just say immediately, hey, I'm picking the other team. But uh, we'll see how that goes here, Kareem. Timberwolves. Uh, Timberwolves, but I could very well see this being a Timberwolves loss just because uh, the way the these top West teams are playing, they just always seem to drop a stupid game yeah. <laughs> and not be able to create separation at the one seat. I'm going to go ahead and take the Timberwolves in this one. Uh, but as you said, would not shock me if I checked the score later today and the Trailblazers are up by four or something with mm. 10 minutes left, something yeah. like that. All right, and then the last game of the night, 10:30, the Pistons are out in L.A. taking on the Lakers. Um, honestly, this is one, too, where you got to – all right, let nah, me relax. Com- comfortably Lakers. Mm-hmm. Comfortably LeBron Lakers. and AD are both game-time decisions. They they they're always game time decisions, yeah. but I'm I'm just gonna go comfortably Lakers. I'm gonna do the same, but uh, oh, this could be a good troll tonight. Uh, well, I'm about to do something that's not <laughs> a troll. Now I wouldn't throw money down on it or anything like that. Give me the Pistons in L.A., man. <laughs> Give me them, dude. The, the go, bright, go, the lights go, are go on like go on a sports. No, this app. is gonna be this is gonna be the you know how Lakers fans always say that the that like. Role players always go off against them because, you know, it's L.A. and the lights yeah. are bright. <laughs> That's what's going to happen tonight. <laughs> well, not, well, actually, I would be surprised. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Pistons. Pull out DraftKings or something. <laughs> Probably plus 600 for a Pistons win right yeah. there. You seem a little too confident in that pick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That just about wraps up Episode 4 here of the And One Podcast Season 2. Once again, thank you, in for tuning in. And once again, uh, we'll be out every Monday around, well, actually, I can't even really say every Monday. That Now, I got to say, we were going to have an episode last Monday, but we know the day after the Super Bowl really isn't a day. Yeah. So, you know, we had to do some things, stretch it a little bit to today. But we'll be back on our regular schedule next Monday as well. Thank you all for tuning in, and have a blessed day. You can find And One and every Rowan Radio podcast by searching Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your favorite podcast.